Hello and welcome to Pig Ignorant Games number 10 in double digits. People never thought we'd make it. Um, Which and, people? Um, people us? with common sense. Yeah, well, yeah, for a start, yeah. us. Uh, and probably it would have been for the best if we hadn't. Mm. Um, I- I'm Graham Goring. I'm Mark Foster. And I'm Dave Williamson. Oh, lovely Dave. Um, <laughs> every time I say that. So, uh, what are we talking about this month? Video games. Video games. Okay. Well, I just wonder what we start with because we got there's the IGF have announced what's what what games are being nominated for them, and we've had a look through and we we recognise six of them. Um, <laughs> a grand total. Out of total. So what we can we can talk a collective with, knowledge of three people who are supposed to be in like into games. Yeah, we can we, talk authoritatively on those those six, and the rest will just be like. Duh. Okay, so excellence in visual art. I'm going to rattle through these. Uh, device 6, any ideas or opinions? No, I've not played it. Okay, Gorogoa <laughs> by Jason Roberts. Ideas don't, or opinions? Don't even know. No, The Banner Saga. Not played. No, sounds like an iOS game, doesn't it? I sounds heard like... they're getting sued by uh, King. Yeah. Oh, are they? Candy yeah. Crush Saga. Saga. Those are f- those King people, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, th- that whole thing that came up with um, Scamper Ghost where they said, oh, can you clone this for oh, us, yeah, please? Yeah. But then, then Jonathan Blow posted that excellent link to that uh, that Tumblr, where it's just people asking for people to clone other games. It's just amazing <laughs> and depressing. And most of them are all about flappy birds at the moment. Yeah. Because that <laughs> yeah. is the uh, the game du, du jour. Um, although by tomorrow jour, it probably won't be. Uh, Perfect Stride. Nope. No? Okay. Samarost 3. Now, what do you mean? That? You, you know Samarost, right? Yeah, Samarost is good. Yeah. I'm not even quite sure what you're saying. Uh, Samuro- okay, have you heard of Machinarium? Yes. By Amanita? Yeah. Well, Samarost was the games they did first. They were little sort of point-and-click flash ones. Okay. See, so that- the, the the bit that, the, where you said point-and-click is probably why I haven't seen them or played them. But yeah, it's where- I don't like point-and-click games, but if you stick it in a browser, I'm lazy enough um, that I will be distracted by that. And so okay. I think I've, I've completed Samarost 1, possibly 2 as well. So, so uh, sure, that's pretty. Although, really, they just take photos of stuff and then Photoshop it. It's cheating. Um, <laughs> and a game called Dry, as in Eins Vi Dry, I assume, um, by Etta. No? No, no, no. Okay, well, there you go. It, yeah, it's always, with the eye, Jeff, it's Is always slightly vi- visual, visual arts one? Excellence in visual and art. And Iconoclast visual? still isn't on that. That's funny. Well, well it's not. it's not finished. Maybe you didn't submit it. No, he did. Did he? Yeah. Well, well, yeah. He needs to fucking finish it, though, doesn't he? Yeah, I think they're looking for finished games. Stop posting pictures of his fucking cat and actually get on with making a game. He tweets a lot. I'm sure every like half of the typing he does goes into Twitter. I mean, obviously, I love the guy, but Jesus, I just want to play the damn game because you know the demo (laughs) was really good. You know, is that so much to ask for? Um, Excellence in uh, narrative. Uh, the York, please, is going to win that surely. The yeah. York, um, it has to. Well, let's. I haven't said whether it's been nominated, <laughs> yet, so let's find out. But the York, we we all played that. that yes, yeah. that's okay. Yeah, it's okay. We played a really early version compared to what it's at now as well. I think. Right, I've heard it a bunch then. I think it's changed a lot. Yeah. Now here's the thing: we think it's okay, but this is an okay in narrative. This is excellence <laughs> in narrative. So unless it's excellent, don't think it should probably win. Uh, Paralect. Never heard, Never of, heard it. of it. Uh, it's probably completely text-based, so fuck that. <laughs> um, device 6, again. 
apparently okay. looks good and has a good story, uh, according to this. Uh, don't know. Uh, Dominique Pamplemousse in It's All Over Once the Fat Lady Sings. What? Dominique <laughs> Pamplemousse in It's All Over Once the Fat Lady Sings. Uh, hang on. I wonder if my stomach is coming through this mic, because it is growling like anything. I thought it was a wind outside. There is wind outside as well. It's not like I can throw my stomach noises like a fucking ventriloquist. Um, oh, know. this looks like some claymation nonsense. Um, so we'll ignore that. Uh, I think, uh, 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 just one of those being fashionable by voting for it things. Uh, the Stanley Parable. What's Ooh. that? That That's quite a good narrative. Yeah. 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 So is that. Oh, and Papers, Please. Oh, yeah. I'd still give it Papers, Please. Yeah. Stanley Parable is good. Yeah, but Papers, Please is, it's, uh, and it's like, it's a clever, like, you know, you almost form the narrative slightly yourself as well. Mm. So, so that's good. Um, excellence in design. Uh, Towerfall Ascension. So, that, that samurai gun game he did. Um, <laughs> it's the same thing. Um, uh, 868 Hack. By Michael Brough? Brogue. Brogue. Brough. As in uh, brogue-like. Well, okay, if it was spelt that way, but it's spelt Brough. I have a friend. I'd say bro. Well, I'm sure you... Okay. It's this this discussion comes up every time his name's mentioned. Really, does it? I've never <laughs> mentioned his name before. <laughs> Next time I am just going to ask you straight I have, out. I have a friend called Rick... How do you say your name? ...called Rick Brough, and it's spelt the same way. So... But, like, when he writes it shorthand, he writes it as brog. B-R-O-G. Well, that's not even brogue either. That's brog. I know, yeah. Well, I think that's the most interesting Isn't thing about that game. Isn't that just skipping the last letter? And the U. Oh, the U, okay. Oh my. Are you one of these people who spells rogue? R-O-U-G-E. No, I just, <laughs> I can't imagine what, the, I can't imagine the word in my head right now. I'm really half asleep, so. Rough. Tough. Rough. Rough. Okay. Broth. Broth. Exactly. Um, right. uh, Mushroom 11. Which uh, oh, looks like great. Which we just watched the trailer for, and that looks dead interesting. Where it's all you know, it's it's kind of like um, nothing you've ever seen before. Yeah, it's a physics thing, but it's also, it's weirdly tile based. The way and the it, mushroom stuff grows. It's been knocking grows. around for ages as well, has it? In yeah. one form or another. Yeah, the art style looks nice as well. Actually, I'm surprised no one else has nipped in there. And but yeah, that's kind of a, a physics puzzler where you smoosh, sort of. Uh, a mushroom, or oh, a colony of fungus, and it sort of regrows yeah. in a in a like a, one of those those life simulator things that you get. So that yeah, that looks good, interesting. Uh, papers, please, excellence in design. So that's good. Um, don't starve. Never played it. it was free on um, PS4, I think, uh, or something, and um, never seen it. Anyone played that? No, because it was everywhere for a while. It's it's oh, those in that big list of games I own but I've never played. And uh, Crypt of the Necro Dancer, which I played briefly and was really quite nice and catchy and stuff. But you, you, have you played that? Nope. I've not played it, no. Well, it's basically a roguelike, except you, you have to tap the keys in keeping with the beat. And everything moves in with the beat. Uh, and it's just that, 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 those two things, it's like nuts and gum. You wouldn't really, you wouldn't really think that they would go together, but actually works really nicely. Plus it's got great music, which, which always helps. Uh, excellent in audio. Samaros 3, uh, again. Um, I don't recall it having good sound, but it's nice pictures. So, and a picture is worth a thousand words, and words can be expressed as sound, so maybe that's how it's got in there. <laughs> um, yep, that's probably yeah. how it happened. Dominique Pamplemousse, and it's all over once the fat lady sings. Uh, I just really enjoy the word Pamplemousse. Yeah, I might even be pronouncing it incorrectly. 
Stanley Parable. Uh, excellence in audio. Okay. Um, so, uh, oh, sorry. Crypt of the Necrodancer, which has got great music and uses it well. Uh, Device 6, again. Very popular. You should probably play that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the Yorg um, in audio. I don't recall it having particularly... No. Uh, the music audio. was quite good in it, yeah. Yeah. But the, the, the music being quite good isn't good enough. It's there not didn't seem to be a lot. Is it though. quite good or is it excellent? That's my question for <laughs> you. That's really that's what I have to ask. Uh, the Nuovo Award for Shite, um, <laughs> which is I call it that because it's um, my favourite category. That yeah, but didn't Cart Life <laughs> win it last year? Oh yeah, and the, and the yeah. grand prize though. Yes, doesn't make sense. Uh, well, okay, Nuovo, Dominique Pamplemousse in his All Over Once the Fat Lady Sings again. Uh, a game called Luxuria Superbia, which sounds like something you'd buy on QVC. Definitely it sounds like, that. oh, this, 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 is, we've made this sounds nice, this jewellery, because it's actually cheap shit. <laughs> um, uh, Extra Solar, don't know, Perfect Woman, uh, don't know, Sound Self, don't You've not, you must know what Sound Self is. No. Oh, you went to Game City, were you, anyway? No, okay, well, tell us. Tell us well, about it's, it. uh, it's Robin Arnott's game. The oh, one, okay, that the, means something. The one that's it's just a ball of weird colours and stuff, and you sit there in a dark room, or with an Oculus Rift on, and you go, oh, into the microphone, and it changes shape and stuff. Oh, yeah, they had that wild one for us, yeah. Sounds like a load of bollocks. It's because it's he, he thought of the idea, I think, when he was at Burning Man, really high on acid. Right. This is the person who tweeted himself naked as a Sonic cosplay earlier. Oh, on. really? Yeah. Oh, oh, wow. Back to that story. Okay. Um, that, what a weird coincidence. Um, okay. Well, that sounds like rubbish. Uh, <laughs> well, it's the new written up. Like I said, it's the new Ovo Ward for shite. Uh, Papers, Please, though. That's a proper game that's in there. Don't know. That probably needs to be disqualified on the grounds of having gameplay. Uh, save the date. What's that? Anyone? No? No. Okay. And uh, Corrupt by Michael Bruff. (laughs) Bruff. (laughs) Which um, I hadn't heard of, but you'd heard of it and that. And I watched the video and it's got piss ugly graphics. It's a cool game. But it's quite cool. The whole idea of the glitches being the way that you can beat it. But but there's no excuse for those graphics. Um, And for the Seamus McNally Grand Prize, uh, Stanley Parable. Mm -hmm. Uh, Don't Starve. Um... Uh, jazz punk, uh, which uh, that's uh, it's quite a nice sort of. That's oh, is, isn't that like the weird sort of first person adventure? Yeah, it a, came out yesterday. Jazz punk. Okay, should have had a look at it. Yeah, uh, papers plays. Yeah, device six. We definitely should have looked at that. And uh, you like this, Dominique Pamplemousse, and it's all over once the fat lady sings. So, yeah. so there you are. Uh, eight games spread across five categories. Um, <laughs> there are, those are the ones that gave them the biggest bum. Uh, <laughs> so, so that's that's the IGF. Yep. You know, I'm not. It's, I just want, I want to see more. Well, not traditional, but 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 you know, gamey games. It does seem very arty, uh, like unnecessarily so to me. Well, I think that's what they're going for, aren't they? I mean, yeah, but it, it, I, think, I, think, I think when you're an award ceremony, you have to have like a a target audience, and that's what they're going. Well, for. you say that, but look, look at the Oscars. You know, um, Gravity's in with the Oscars, and that's unashamedly populist. There's plenty of sort of populist tripe at the Oscars. 
And I think it would be nice if the IGF yeah, had some sort of populist aren't like, tripe. Aren't like the Golden Globes supposed to be the arty ones? And the Oscars are, are you the... shitting me? Okay. Do you know what the Golden Globes actually are? They're an excuse for, for um, press to mingle with the stars. They're an utterly pointless award ceremony. You should read something about them. It's, it's basically just, oh, who do we want to have a party with? Well, let's give them an award. Fair that enough. is how the, the Golden Globes work. It is an utter nonsense, the Hollywood Have you been press. kicked out of them? <laughs> no! <laughs> Those bastards. <laughs> they wouldn't uh, let me in. Uh. No, but it, it's, it's utter bollocks, the Golden Globes. It is ridiculously. Um, although that said, was it Tina Fey and Amy Poehler who did the opening speech for them this year? Didn't they it, do the Oscars? Oh. Wasn't the Oscars they did? Well, no, because the Oscars hasn't been yet, and this was a recent thing. Oh, wait, maybe. No, I'm totally um, wrong. Yeah. The, their opening speech was uh, fantastic. Yeah. And, and worth a googling. Um, Okie dokie. Right. So, uh, actual things. Stuff and things. Um, anyone? What? News? No. Yeah. No news. Do we not have a structure for today's podcast? Well, there's, there's something, <laughs> there's something sort of the shape of a structure. Well, okay, for instance, okay, in the news, the, uh, have you seen that the, the PS Vita is going to be launching with that indie mega pack with loads of indie games in it? Oh, yeah, that's cool. Um, and they show footage of the indie games. Um, and there's 10 games in it. Now, I, I have this theory that, um, whenever have you like a compilation, you put 10 games in it because 10 is a nice number. It's, you know, it's what this podcast is. And it's, uh, it's sort of, it's a good round number. And as a result, sometimes, Maybe not everything in there is that great. So I watched the advert, and it shows footage for about eight games on the advert for the the mega indie woo indie games. And that is because do you remember a game called Coconut Dodge Revisited? No. It, we played it at rest. It was shit. It's the one where you are a crab and coconuts come down the screen and you sort of dodge oh, them. Oh yeah. Do you remember? It was utter shit. Do you remember that that utter shit game? It was on. It was on the stall that was actually for someone else yeah and it was shit wasn't it yes uh well that is one of the 10 uh mega games in this pack right. so so you know it's got oh, things like thomas was alone and and whatnot but yep. it's and uh and uh hotline Miami stuff that everyone's already got if they've got any yeah, common sense yeah, i've already got them all so really it's it seems a way of of um trojaning that shit onto people's mach- machines because that game is appalling um, and I, I, I would rather if they said, hey, six really good games and left the four shit ones off. So, um, so that's happening. But it's nice that, you know, they're, try- they're, they're pushing it with the indie stuff. It's kind of, it's not, it's, it, it's, it's almost like it's as respectable as proper games now. So, so that's good. <laughs> um, what else? Uh, oh, uh, uh, we Tim, Tim, uh, Tim Wee, uh, the guy who, who kind of, was like the sole voice of indie games for a long time. There, it, back in back in the bad old days of indie games, there were two websites. There was um, the Indie Games blog, which Tim Wee wrote, which was excellent, and there was Game Tunnel, which was fucking awful. Um, <laughs> was it Game Tunnel? I, I think? have no idea. There, there was Game there, Tunnel. There, yeah. yeah. Well, no, there was, I don't know. If it was Game Tunnel that was indie? Was it Indie Games Game Tunnel? Or not? Well, there was an indie game site that was just. It really dealt with the horribly commercial games. It was all match threes and fucking hidden. Hidden object games and stuff like that, and and that's the kind of there was the, you know the the creative side, and then there was the horribly crass commercial side, and it was and Tim would sort of cover the creative side and introduced me to such great games as Clean Asia and stuff like that. So, but anyway, he's he set up a Patreon page because uh, unfortunately he's, he's unable to to write all the stuff that he wants about indie games at the moment because he also has to you know live and support his family and that. Um, so he's trying, he's look, trying to look for $800 a month, isn't he? 
I believe. Yeah, and I'd prefer him to get to the thousand. He's got a thousand dollar tier where he actually starts a new website. Yeah, which he will specifically write for. Isn't he starting out with Chris Priestman as well? Oh, I hadn't heard that. That'd yeah, be good if he did. Chris Priestman started the Patreon campaign, and he's uh, he links to Tim's through his as well. I think they were saying they're going to start a website together. Right. All right. Yeah, because eight hundred dollars, he can continue writing, but he'll write for other websites, and a thousand dollars, he'll uh, set up his own website. Right. Yeah. And that'll be not. I, I I haven't got around to doing it yet, but I'm going to <laughs> because because you know he, he he writes about it passionately, and he covers an awful lot of stuff. And it's very useful for when it comes to figure out what the news is, because I'll just for this, because I just go there and read the last month's worth. And yeah, and he fi- he finds some real gems as well. I don't yeah. know how he finds all the games. No, no, but but he does. You know, he's, he you know he is he's he is a force for good in. And plus, games. he was the first to cover hack slash loot. So. Oh, was he? Yes, yes, he was. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize that. So that's cool. so that's why. Oh, that's a coincidence. You were the person who brought up the fu- the subject <laughs> of his Patreon page for including. On the podcast this month, it's almost as if there's some sort of kickback going on, some might say. No. <laughs> oh, I think it is. Um, <laughs> so there's that. Um, i trying to think. I think that's pretty much it in terms of news. It's kind of Kickstarter next, really, isn't it? Okay. Because there's a couple of good Kickstarters. And, of course, this episode is so late that all of these Kickstarters have now ended, rendering this section completely pointless. Enjoy. Um, that are, uh, are coming out, uh, like La Mulana 2, the sequel to the game that's really difficult that I really admire, which I haven't actually played that much of because it's so difficult. Um, I haven't even attempted it because I will be awful at it. It's incredibly opaque. It's 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 like it's one of the games where you absolutely have to cheat and look at the internet and find out what other people you have to you have to use the brain trust of the internet because <laughs> it's like the whole you know being able to teleport back to like the the start of the game and not get stuck there's there's this like um goblet you find and i wouldn't have guessed at that there's just it's just the, the clues are incredibly obtuse um but it's great it's it's it's, it's really great but it's rock is, hard is that not though because it loses something in translation or is it really no they, i mean because they did translate it um so and and you know they did a good job of that fair enough but um but yeah it's it's just uh there's, there's an awful lot to take in when you start that game, um, and and it's easy to waste things. Like you get these little weights, these little can weights that you find, and you use them to activate various things. Well, what, what if you activate something kind of pointless? Well, you, you know, you have to kill a whole load of enemies to occasionally they'll drop those things. It's uh, it's it's incredibly unforgiving. But I'm I'm really looking forward to the sequel, and I'm hoping that maybe maybe they make it a little bit more approachable, um, because it was far too hard. But uh, yeah, that, so that, that looks interesting. I thought uh, the Lamulana Two one, uh, and also Rainworld has got a Kickstarter, which uh, that's almost double. It's uh, oh, like, is he doing? Yeah. Is he doing well? It looks yeah. amazing though. The art style is really beautiful. Oh, every time he releases a video, I, I just want, I think I want this game now. So they got three colours. It's, it's kind of it's like it needs. Yeah, no, it's it's weird though because it's it's weird because it's suddenly got covered by like the the major sort of um video game press websites saying oh my god it's come out of nowhere it's like no it hasn't no i've known about this for two years has been going for ages yeah i've been learning about this for two years at least yeah but uh i mean to explain what it is you uh it's a a game where you play slug cats um apparently that is like the the proper term for yes um in that they're, they're cats with arms but no discernible legs and you sort of jump and run around these environments that are post-apocalyptic, finding food for your, your wee bairns. 
uh, whilst avoiding these hostile lizard creatures that have it's because it because it uses quite nice pathfinding AI mixed with sort of uh, physics on the bodies, and it just looks incredibly organic. Um, and that looks that looks uh, and, and slightly good. creepy as well. Yeah, very much so. Like when they when they catch it, when they capture you, they sort of grab you in, in their mouth and sort of like a pair of them will sort of pull your body. Um, I, I don't think it, you get pulled apart. Although I hope he adds that and guts spill out and stuff. <laughs> That'd be really. Well, good. have you seen it where you can pluck the birds out of the sky as well and eat them? Yeah, well, that's what you want to be doing. Those are the things you're looking for. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that looks uh, that looks good, but um, but weird. I don't. I I suspect it might be another one of these games where you really admire it, like Exile on on the the BBC and uh, and stuff like that. But <laughs> I'm trying to suppress that yawn. Yeah, it um, didn't really work very well. Though. I know I'm talking a lot of drivel. <laughs> uh, but it's one of these games that you really admire, but then then might not be so enjoyable because I think you know physics and platforms. I just I just hope it plays as half as good as it looks. Good. I hope it plays as good as it looks. Well, yeah, but that's, I'm not, that's not, a uncha- tall order. not an uncharitable bastard like you, <laughs> wishing the worst on someone like that. Fucking hell, Dave. Um, so yeah, there's that. Um, is there anything else in the way of uh, good uh, kickstars that have been? That was on? it for the month, right? I think so. Oh, the classroom aquatic as well. Oh yeah, there was yeah, a Kickstarter for that. Game. The game where you play. Uh, well, you're playing a human. According to the the, the video, uh, in a school, a literally classroom full of dolphins, and you have to cheat off their tests without being caught. And it's an Oculus Rift game, which is just the perfect use for the Oculus Rift, really. Um, so, so that that looks really good. I think, to be honest, it, just watch the video because to to explain it is uh, it doesn't really convey the the utter charm of it. So that that looks dead interesting as well. Um, there was but, a, there was also Cradle. Oh yeah, it but I don't know what okay. it looked, looked. Yeah, I don't know. I was kind of enthused about that initially because that got a bit of press about it, but can't tell what the actual game is. And the only combat stuff they show is you hitting like a, a scarecrow, like dummy, and it and it moving a bit. Um, plus, what was disconcerting was that apparently all the staff are twelve years old <laughs> yeah. on the project. So I think you, we're just getting old. <laughs> no, no, because you watch the video and there's about six pubes between them. Um, it's. It's like it, it was just sort of disturbingly young, younger even than our own wee Mark Foster. Yeah, they, <laughs> they did look young to me as well. Well, but there you go. To be fair, you have an old face. You aren't you aren't taking care of your skin. No, I um, drink a lot. Well, that'll be it. What well, you can afford to now, Mister Publisher Deal? No, I still can't afford to. <laughs> okay. Um. Anyway, so so yeah, those are kind of the only interesting things. Cradle, it's some first-person RPG using CryEngine, so obviously it looks nice. Yeah. CryEngine three, not the original. Obviously, it looked nice, but I just have no idea what it was. Yeah, it's it looks like a lot of nice environments at the moment, and and sod all else. But you know, it's, they only want three hundred and fifty thousand dollars, so that seems reasonable. Um, should we do the reviews next, and then do shit started to finish? Finish on a high. Yeah, yeah. yeah. finish on a yeah. high. Now, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> there's some proper shit on Kickstarter still god bless them um, ok well who wants to do the first game review I can talk about uh, The Floor is Jelly ok you can talk about The Floor is yeah. Jelly what, uh, what is The Floor is Jelly about it's about a world where the floor yeah. is made of jelly ok and so the... it's, it's like a platformer but it's quite physics-y as you'd expect with oh, that kind no. of a thing Oh no. which is already like oh that's not really good so sometimes the physics is a bit intrusive and gets in the way but the general concept of the game is really nice it's very very well polished visually and stuff it looks beautiful and sounds amazing the audio is really cool by 
disaster piece, the audio stuff. So it it sounds very fezzy. Like it's got the vi- the classic sort of disaster piece sort of vibe in it with like glitchy sounds and that kind of thing. What's the what's the idea? I mean, because it's a platform, but is there some sort yeah. of story or? Um, not really. It's just you're just in a world where the floor is jelly. So you just you go and explore stuff and like do these levels where you're it's platforming and solving puzzles a little bit. And some of the platforming is actually pretty tricky, but it's sort of the game's quite um like I want to say like backloaded. Like the the end of the game, it gets more and more crazy. So the start of it, it was interesting, and then it gets a bit like, well, it's just physics-y. I'm not really a massive fan of physics-y, but I kept playing because I couldn't stop. Mm. And then uh, when you get, yeah, the last like sort of few levels were really like, I kept saying, holy shit, this is insane. Oh, wow, this is great. So it's really, really interesting. Really so it playing. does introduce new stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's good. There's so it's, many games the where... The pacing of it in those, like, as it gets further on is really interesting as well. Right. And it's definitely, it's definitely worth playing. If you look at a trailer, you'll think, that looks really cool, I should play that. It is written in Flash with air, though, so it did melt my computer, pretty much. Oh, right. So uh, be wary of that. Okay, well, it sounds good that it sort of builds to a crescendo of gameplay, because there are so many games that, that, that get to the... They blow their load too early. Yeah, they get to the midway point, and they've shown everything. Like, yeah. most first-person games, it's always like those last few levels are pish. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, they should... I think it's because... Quite often they do get designed last, and you know it's too late to add anything new at that point, which is a pity. Um, okay, so, um, so it's good. Yeah, yeah, definitely worth uh, picking up. How much is it? I'm not sure. It's not that expensive. I think it's probably like ten dollars or something like that. Okay, so a lot less than the uh, game that I bought today that I the regret games. buying. No, I don't regret buying one of them because <laughs> I bought Samurai because we like to have a bit of a game before we record this shit. Um, I bought <laughs> Samurai Gun. Um, because that's really good on Steam. £12, though, a bit much. Um, yeah. And also, the next game that we'll talk about, which was Nidhogg, um, which was £12 too much. Yeah. Um, wasn't really... I mean, it's it's been good. It's weird. It's one of these games that's got a huge amount of buzz around it, and, and I think that's kind of because it's been... You've only been able to play it at certain events when it's been on the Winnertron and stuff like that. It's got this sort of artificial sense of, ooh, mystery. Wouldn't you like to play the game? You can't play the game. You're not good enough to go to this this indie party. Um, and now it's been released. Um, it's done by a guy called Messhoff. I'd look at his other games because he's been around for a while. And he's done a bunch of stuff, but there was nothing on his list that made me think, I remember that being good. Um, particularly, but I'm sure there is something that he's really well known for previous to this. But it's um to explain what it is, it's um two player sword fighting game, really. Fencing. Fencing, yeah. Um That's about it really. <laughs> uh yeah. it's got it's got very it's got a really nice aesthetic. It looks really cool. Um Well. I I liked it. I liked the visual style. It was almost like a sort of a collage, I felt. A collage of different pieces of shit. Well, no, I didn't feel that personally. I, I wasn't a massive fan. It is sort of the really super indie look, like making it. Oh look really yeah, no, if if but... you know, if you could pixel a hipster, it would look like that, definitely. Um, yes. Pixel a hipster sounds like a a great. Let's let's phrase. let's make that game. Um, but just the gameplay, the controls felt quite unresponsive. I thought. Yeah. It, none of it really felt that great. Yeah. I don't know, maybe we've played it for a few hours, it might be more enjoyable or something, but... Yeah, whenever I won, I didn't feel like it was through 
any advanced skill or anything. Yeah, yeah, that was it. It was kind of like I enjoyed it when I was winning, but when I lost, I thought, well, I don't know what I've done there that's well, led good. to that. When I, when I won, I thought, I don't know what I did to win oh, there. Yeah, absolutely. And plus, I could win, so we know it doesn't take yes. skill. That is, that is, yeah, you are sort of the litmus test. <laughs> The litmus test for a game being about random numbers. <laughs> um, but there, I mean, there were moments where I was like, "Oh, I quite enjoyed that," and you know, there are certain elements to the level design which are quite liked. But twelve quid? No, no, that 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 to me, it, it it feels like a like a three quid game, if that, or free, frankly, for amply. Uh, yeah, just I could understand if I was drunk at an event. Yeah. Found the controls just unresponsive though, which is a killer in a game of that nature. Just felt like you, you do a thing and it's go, okay, well I'm going to do my animation related to that thing, and then I'm going to give you control again, and that just killed it. And it, it, it felt like the polar opposite of Samurai Gun, which is it just you know there is no no there is animation, but it's all kind of after the fact. It it does the things you need to do first in that animation, and then goes on. Here's a bit more animation for you. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, Nidhogg, twelve quid, no. Didn't really do it for me. Can't see me ever playing that again. No. Um, except by way to show other people not to buy it. <laughs> it's kind of a warning to the curious. Um so yeah, that was that. But um that wasn't yeah. It was a bit of a disappointment really, considering it's been really, really built up. Mm. There's been a, an awful lot of people, but yeah, it's a little bit in prison you close for me. But then that's what a lot of indie games are, I think. Um, personally. Uh, Dave, you've played Broken Age. Although I only played a bit of it. But yes, yes. No, I've I've played the whole of Act One. All right. Uh, so, well, it's a it's very much a very traditional point and click. Um, in in pretty much every single way. So, um, but it's it's a beautiful looking game. Yes. And uh, uh, some really great voice acting talent as well, which surprised me. As in, like, name people or yeah, just... Elijah Wood and Jack Black and uh, I think uh, the guy who did Adventure Time does one of the voices as well. Oh, the, what, the guy who invented Adventure Time? Pendleton Ward. Yeah, Pendleton Ward, that's it. Oh, okay, cool. I think he might do one of the voices. I don't remember which one, then. I think Will Wheaton's in it as well, yeah. which, if you've got Will Wheaton, I mean... <laughs> it's weird how Will Wheaton has this strange kind of indie cred, despite being the worst character in Star Trek The Next Generation. Yes, I, just, uh, I mean, like, the best thing I think he did was Toy Soldiers, because he dies in it. Um, was he in Toy Soldiers? Not the Toy Soldiers you're thinking of. There was, or was it Small Soldiers? It's oh, like, Small Soldiers. It might, there's, there's one, basically, set at some prep school that terrorists uh, take everyone hostage, and he gets shot. Uh, I, you know, I find him a personable person. <laughs> however, I, I don't quite understand the kind of. Oh, it's got Will Wheaton in it. So, you know, it's like Mark Hamill in that same way. You know, Mark Hamill <laughs> he did Star Wars, but eh, after that, since Star Wars and one episode of The Simpsons. Yeah, actually, no, he was good as Cockknocker in um, the uh, Jay and Silent Bob movie. Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. So that was good. I take it back. <laughs> Therefore, Will Wheaton's all right as well. Um, okay, so the voice cast is good. Uh, yeah, the the story is about two two main characters, and they both have separate story arcs. Mm-hmm. And in Act One, you play them both totally separate from each other. I mean, you can switch between the two at any time. Yeah, um, but the two stories are, are, are very uh, separate. Um, 
But um, the right, the writing's brilliant. But you wouldn't expect anything less from Tim Shaker. I didn't. I didn't find it very funny though. I was expecting. I thought. Yeah, it, it was going to be laugh a minute. No, I. It's it's not not nowhere near as funny as any of the Monkey Island. Yeah, but it's. I mean, but really nice, nicely imaginative. The whole the sort of the. I only played the boy's side of it, and the idea that effectively he's he has like this mum and dad who are just these AIs that sort of mum looks after him in the day, dad looks after him at night, and they're sort of really sweet and they just sort of exist to sort of stop him getting bored. Um, and it's it, that was well, nice. I, I won't spoiler it, but it evolves more more from that. Right. Yeah. Um, but um, after I'd finished both story art, yeah, I found myself thinking about it for like hours afterwards. Okay, well that's good. You don't usually get with games. Um, yeah, because I thought the 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 general reaction to this has not been brilliant. Really, really. I thought I thought there's a little bit of sniffiness, kind of a. Everyone oh. said it's that I've seen said it's really good. Really, I've not played it myself. To, to be honest, when I was halfway through the um, the boys' story arc, I was yeah. thinking, "Oh, this is you know this some of the tedium of point and click, you know the mm. bits that I don't like." But then once once I realised how the stories were joined, um, then it, it became really interesting. I was I found myself jumping ahead and thinking what what is going to come in the future and mm. how it's going to uh, pan out. Right now, is this game now? This you say this is like chapter one. Do people who bought it on Kickstarter get all the rest for free? Yeah, yeah, they, they do. do. Okay, I don't actually. <laughs> I was wondering exactly the same. Yeah, yeah, you do. do you? Yeah, you, you would. You would hope so, considering. I hope so, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, they managed to. Well, they ran out of money at partway, didn't they? It was worth it for the documentaries, frankly, that Kickstarter because they were so. What I like is they're so uh, completely opaque about the development process. Uh, I actually said transparent there, not opaque. You heard it wrong. Shut up. Which is something that. Have you noticed? You know, a lot of my friends work for this company, um, Cloud Imperium Games. They're doing the Squadron Forty Two, the single player component of, um, what do you call it? Of uh, uh, Star, not what's it called? Citizen Space Citizen, Star Citizen. You know, you know yes. Star Citizen yeah. being done by Chris Roberts. But the videos are really quite sort of very sanitized. Kind of, hey, wh- what are you doing? Oh, I- I'm doing this. Okay, great, thanks. It's like there's no kind of none of that behind the scenes kind it's not of very fly on the wall. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And considering it's about sort of engaging with the community, I wish I wish there was a little bit more kind of ah, oh, fucking hell, what have you done there, you stupid <laughs> twat? Um, a little bit more of that, personally. But that w- good. W- one thing I will say about Broken Age is it's very short. Yeah, I mean, I I played it completely through and gone back and done a bit more exploring um, within four hours. So. Okay, well, but if that's chapter one, I mean, assuming it's like, you know, if, even if it's only three chapters or something like that. But I did want to go straight into chapter two, which was... Okay, so, well, that's, so that's right. I, I just recall uh, RPS having a little bit of a slightly, ew, is that it, uh, attitude in their review, uh, I seem to recall. But um, I'll, I'll give it another try then. Because I got, I got, I, I'd met up with the fox character. Um, uh, I assume he's a fox. He looks like a fox. Wolf. Wolf. There we go. Yeah, wolves look like foxes a bit. Especially when they're cartoon ones, um, but I hadn't got much further than that. But uh, so I'll, I'll give it another go. Um, what else? Oh, Rain uh, not Rain World. Uh, Risk of Rain. That's the one I played. I bought that because I thought I like shooting. It's got shooting. Uh, to, to explain what it is, it's kind of um, it's a platform game where apparently it's kind of modelled after MMOs a lot in that all of your uh, abilities in it have this cooldown and. Um, it's set in these worlds, which I thought were randomly generated at first, but they aren't. They're just they're, they're, all of the level designs are 
sort of set in stone, but you get put into a random level. And then a uh, there's a teleporter somewhere randomly located in that level, and the idea is you have to get there, activate it, um, survive for 90 seconds, and then kill all the creatures and go through the teleporter to the next level. Um, so, uh, yeah, each level is, is quite sort of formulaic in that sense. But um, it's quite enjoyable, considering how limited the combat is. Effectively, each of the character classes that you can play as, and you only start as one, and there's about 12 you can unlock in total, have, like, four abilities. One is quite often an evasive ability, and then three weapons. Uh, and each of those, when you use them, uh, quite often has a cooldown period, so you can only use it every so often. Um, and basically, the enemies uh, get spawned in randomly onto the platforms. They're all dumb as shit, can't pathfind, worth a damn. Apart from the flying ones, which can sort of go through platforms, uh, everything else is just sort of, it'll just wander around on its platform quite often. Even if it's like a little, just like a single tile step, they'll be like, no, I cannot even imagine how I could possibly surmount such an obstacle. Um, which means that the enemies aren't very interesting to play against, but it throws lots of them at you, which um, means there's like a nice sort of sense of chaos going on. But the thing that I really like about the game is that as you play through it, you um, you find these little items and, and they slightly enhance the way you play. Like, they might uh, recharge your health when you're standing still. Um, or they might, every time you get hit really hard, they might, you know, top up your health a bit. Or they might uh, every so often fire off a weapon from you whilst you're firing, like a, like a homing missile or a mortar or something like that. Or they might um, cause effects to occur when enemies die. Like sometimes they will uh, they will uh, set fire to the ground underneath them, and as a result, that will cause other enemies to die. Um, and you'll get chain reactions like that. And there's quite a lot of those things. Like um, there's one where every time you kill someone that you, uh, that uh, Mark discovered today, where um, it creates a ghost creature that then attacks the enemies near it. Um, and so there's all there's loads of stuff like that. And it just it's it's very much a positive feedback loop in that it keeps on sort of giving you new things to discover. Um, but the weird thing is that because you get, there's no limit to the amount of these bonuses you can pick up. I had about 40 of them active at one time, and quite a lot of them stack as well. Um, as a result, uh, the game gets easier as it goes on because it has this. There is like a last level, but once you've completed about like eight regular levels and you get to a teleport, you, it'll say, "Do you want to go to the next level, or do you want to go up to the ship and go to like the final level?" But I would just go. Oh, I'll go to. The, I'll just go to one of the previous levels instead. I'll just. Um, I'll just re-explore one of those, and it's repopulated it with new enemies and uh, new items to pick up. And as a result, you would just massively. You you would get to the point where the difficulty level had peaked in terms of the number and difficulty of the enemies it was throwing at you, but you could still get more and more abilities and weapons, um, so that you were. It would be spawning in bosses, and you'd be toasting them in a space space of seconds. Um, it just got weirdly easier and easier. So it meant that when I did eventually decide to go and beat the last boss, really wasn't. It was quite trivial, frankly, beating him, despite the fact that it was actually a sequence of about four bosses in a row. Um, but it's it's really enjoyable. I mean, like uh, it, it feels very good. It's been done in Game Maker, um, but you know, don't hold that against it. So it was hot like Miami. Um, so, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's like a really sort of compelling, positive feedback platform shooter, but the platforming is shit and the level design is shit, uh, for the most part, which is a pity because it's, there's no slopes in it. Oh, I couldn't, couldn't program a slope. God forbid. Um, and, and quite often finding the, like whenever you went to complete a level, you have to kill all the enemies on it that are still existent. 
and it'll point an arrow in their direction but sometimes the trekking over to get to them and then back to the fucking teleporter is just tedious so um it's got it's got plenty of flaws but i found the actual the shooting and that compelling enough that i didn't mind really so i I really enjoyed that and i think it's only about seven quid or something on on steam unlike the 12 pounds that mess off has the cheek to charge for his shitty nidhog we actually played um, eggnog which paul pridham did which uh, was where he had seen nidhog and, and thought, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll imagine what that game is, and write my own remake of it. Just as good, frankly. Um, yeah, um, and free, uh, and not twelve pounds. Just, ugh. <laughs> can't believe I've paid twelve pounds for that. Should ask for a refund. You can't. Uh, that there should be like a like a. You, you should have. You can like do a, that now. Well, no, you can if you if you've bought a game on Steam and it hasn't come out yet, you can cancel a pre-order. Oh, right, okay. Which is good, because it's kind of crazy it hasn't had that yet anyway. But there should be this thing where, if you if you haven't played it for more than half an hour, you should be able to say, yeah, that was dog shit, could have my money back, Gabe. Um, and he should take it out of his own pocket. Um, so that's what I think is a thing that should happen. Um, right, well, I think that's it, apart from... Uh, oh, you've got... What else? Octodad. Octodad, oh, right, okay. Oh, okay, uh, so you've got that. Yes. What's it like? Oct- this is Octodad Deadly- Dadliest Cat. Dadliest Cat. Right, okay. Tell us all about it. Well, it's a, it's a physics-y based game mm-hmm. in which you play an octopus all right. that is pretending to be a man. Okay. And it's it's one of these games where the controls are, are very finickety, right. which causes the physics to... Um, like the surgeon simulator. Yes, exactly, yes. And... Uh, hilarity ensues from you knocking things over and bumping into things right and then the uh the plot is that um you've got a family with kids somehow okay um which um it doesn't really explain how that happens well it's probably for the best watch any any sort of any hentai j- <laughs> i was gonna say watch any <laughs> japanese cartoon form um and basically uh, you start off just doing your, your normal everyday life things like um just making a cup of coffee and things like that. Hmm. Um, but then um, it has a, a subplot that there's a, a chef that knows you're an octopus and he's the only one that knows you're an octopus right. and he's trying to expose you because of some past indiscretion that you did to him, and uh, which is revealed in the story. Right. Um, and uh, basically, basically you just have um, lots of mundane tasks and running away from things or at things. Um, uh, but due to the uh, the controls, um, you end up uh, flailing your tentacles everywhere and knocking everything over. Um, it it does have it has lots of indie references in I noticed, which was oh, quite really? it was quite fun to just explore because I, I I breezed through um, the missions yeah. really quickly, and I was thinking, is that it? And I went back into it um, because there's uh, there's these ties that you can um, find, right? Like bow ties and things like that. Um, and it, once I started exploring, there's loads more to it away from the main missions, right? And uh, uh, there's all sorts of hidden hidden physics stuff as well that um, it has no use to the actual missions that you uh, 
<laughs> we, should, we should point out that Mark is taking a phone call and leaving the room. Fuck off and don't come back. Um, well, shut the door then. We don't want to bloody hear you. <laughs> oh, I can still hear you. Go in the extension. <laughs> well, anyway, before you were rudely interrupted. Uh, yeah, there's uh, lots of fun stuff. Like um, on one of them, you're in a supermarket and basically all you're doing is buying shopping. Yeah. Um, which, if you stick to the the mission, is quite quick to do. Right. Um, but then when you go back in, you can find stuff like there's a Segway that you can actually get on and then start driving around this Segway, which has nothing to do with the mission, but uh, allows you just to bump into the scenery and knock things over and uh, all various little, little treats like that that you can find and uh, uh, mess around with. What uh, you mentioned it having little uh, nods to other indie games? What anything you can spoil? Oh, there's loads of like in the in the supermarket behind the meat counter. There's a uh, there's some blocks of meat, and if you pick them up, they're actually meat boy. Okay. And the circular uh, the saw for slicing the meat is actually one of the uh, blades from um, oh, okay. meat boy and things like that. Um, yeah, there's there's loads of them. Like um, you uh, you pick up a. a bottle of milk and it's from that milk company and things oh, like that okay, right. so they but these these loads of them if, if you're looking for them there's absolutely loads oh of them i see that's so. nice that's cool okay uh what would you give it out of 10 oh, i really enjoyed it it is quite short yeah. um but then i think it has a lot of uh go back and um replay it value <laughs> or replayability <laughs> as that's commonly known. Oh, yes go yes. back and replay it value <laughs> 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 you back. <laughs> uh, that okay. should be an IGF category, shouldn't it? Yeah. Yes. Games with go back and replay it value. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we definitely have to score things on that from now onwards. Uh, okay. Uh, right. So, is is it time for shit starter? And ditto for this section. These have all ended as well, and none of them made their money apart from the one that did make its money. But we mentioned that it made its money, so that shouldn't be too confusing. Yep, the grand finale. Yeah, it's a grand finale. Because there's um, some proper bobbins on there this month. Um, okay, I think start with... Well, see, I just want to... Just wondering what to start with. What about Splooge? We'll start with Splooge. Splooge... You should finish with Splooge. <laughs> uh, yes. <Whee. laughs> um, Splooge is a shit game, um, which... Uh, where... Okay, so... There are these things coming down the screen, and then you shoot things at them, and they change colour, and that's uh, it. That's it, really. Um, and he's been working on it a while, as opposed to the one week it looks like he's been working on it. Yeah. Um, but the thing about it is, the video is terrible. In particular, the pitch video is, you know, the important part of Kickstarter. And this is like being trapped in a conversation with a boring person who's been on a gap year, um, uh, explaining about their really interesting thing to you that you don't actually give a shit about, right? Um, and uh, it also, it looks like the video's done with forced perspective, and he has giant hands, which he keeps waving in the way of the camera. It just, just looks like he wants £7,500 for a game that it doesn't matter how much nice music and how much, you know, pretty graphics you layer on top of it, it's still going to be shit. So... Yeah, that's kind of um that's not good. That was slightly disappointing. Mm. Um it's quite sad really. 
Also, he's English, so there's the possibility he could get a train and punch me for saying this, um, which is uh, another disturbing thing. So it, it just, I don't, I, I, I just don't understand why people keep on doing this. Why they keep on thinking that Kickstarter is some sort of petty cash fund. There's really they're... anything to lose for them, though. If they dignity, <laughs> well. Maybe did, did they have any yeah. to start? No, probably not. Oh, also, he was wearing shades. Uh, that really annoyed that really anno- me. Yeah, really annoyed me. He, he was indoors wearing sunglasses. And, and in fact, in a room hair. that yeah. didn't look like any windows either. Yeah, they were pushed up he was, he was uh, into his hair was in prison. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, it was an attic room, you could tell. Yeah, yeah. I like an attic room. I love slopey ceilings in a room. I, that's what I love in an attic room. That is great. That's good. Um... But again, <laughs> what do you not like slopey ceilings in a room? No, because I usually bang my head on them. Well, you're not, well, not that, that tall. Well, oh, stop being so clumsy. That's well, what I, I am say. clumsy. Okay, fine. <laughs> well, anyway, so that that just it just it's got oh it's got a really funny name ha <laughs> ha splooge ha 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 whatever. Um, that that is the most notable thing about the game is that it has a faintly amusing game which is uh, name which is in no way and the reward tiers tied. being. A t-shirt with spoons on it. Yes. <laughs> As I said, I've got six upstairs already. Yes. Um, yeah. Very good. So that was, that looks shit. Uh, My Pet Zombie 2 was a really just horribly cynical one. My Pet Zombie 2, uh, wants $100,000, uh, was it $100,000 Canadian? Uh, I don't know. Okay. So it was actually proper dollars. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and that, either way, it's too much money. Yeah. So, I mean, it looks at it. It, it looks too like too many dollars. It's some to be shitty Facebook social, social game, yeah. yeah, Facebook social game where you have they've they've drawn like one zombie face and you can buy different clothes for it and shades and stuff and maybe there are some mini games and uh, it just sounds like a, a really cynical cash grab because hey zombies kids love zombies um, it's just proper tick box design that just it just actively detracts from the good of humanity I feel uh, this game it's just. It's just a shitty, shitty pitch video for um, me to... The video to... is particularly shitty. It's just, it's just, it's kind of slick, it? but it's odious. Because it just seems like something that, that has no, no goodness or value in it. It just, it's like just sugar. Um, rotten, rotten sugar. Uh, just, just it genuinely annoyed me that they, they thought we should give them a hundred thousand dollars to make this awful blight on humanity. I think it made one dollar so far, didn't and it? Was that it? So if that, frankly. Yeah. It was um thankfully nothing. Um another one that anyone's eight hundred dollars, if you look at the picture of the guys running it, this one, the family friendly Minecraft server, he looks like he's twelve as well. Um but basically it's a it's a Minecraft server that has a swear filter. But I, there's no way you won't be able to build giant phalluses in it, and that's what. If I heard there was a family-friendly Minecraft server server that I could log on to, I would log on to it and I would build giant cocks. I would be, I would be like some. Imagine there are some people who theorise that the, the bones of the dinosaurs were tests of faith left there by God, and I would be doing the same, but with giant underground cocks that hopefully <laughs> children would eventually discover. Whilst looking for family Little friendly chambers stuff, chambers underground. Absolutely, just through to them. Giants <laughs> with with dried <laughs> rivulets of spunk coming out of their shiny purple bellends, just gargantuan ones underground. Um, if I, that's what I would do in a family friendly Minecraft server, and so that is what if he manages to get the money for it, that's what's going to happen. People are just going to gravitate towards that and and turn it into a, a den of iniquity. Um, 
So I hope he gets the money in some ways. But I don't think he had, I think he's got about like ten dollars of it. Or I something zero, well. but... Yeah. Um, now the the game that Dave's gonna definitely back because it's for his Ouya is uh, Ouya Jewels, which uh, oh, it's called Ouya Jewels, a must-have for the Ouya, which is I would say the shittiest-looking Bejewels clone I've ever seen. Just just horrible flat-shaded poly graphics. They want fifty thousand. Dollars and those sound effects it. hurt my ears. It has, yeah. it has three sound effects, all of which are shit. And apparently, Dave was saying you can't even call a game Ouya Jewels because you're not allowed to use the word Ouya in the title of I'm games. Sure, you're not. Um, and it's just uh, f- what I just don't understand how they think anyone because they say, "Oh, it's a top-notch game." This no, it's not. You've shown us a video. The pitch video is literally 26 seconds of one of the most shitty-looking games I've ever seen. Um, Fifty thousand dollars, please. Please, I, I don't understand, because these people are talentless. <laughs> um, uh, speaking of, <laughs> got a special section called uh, <laughs> with RPG Maker for Shitstarter. The exceptionally harsh section. Generally. Yeah, right, yes, but these people need to know, they <laughs> need to learn, because because it's uh, so far. Uh, I think there's three. I, I've, there may have been four, but I've, I've listed three yeah. uh, games on Kickstarter where. They're just RPG Maker games that have been knocked up in a week and they want your money. Now, in some cases, it's not so bad. Like, for instance, Celestial Void, he wants $100 Canadian and he's made 150 already. Yeah. Um, apparently, I think, I think that was the one where the release date was January next year. And, and the air. uh, yeah, but, uh, French. Was Canadian it that one? Movie. Was it, it might have been a different one, but there's one where it basically says it's going to take a year to make. And the money is to basically pay for his, his effectively living wage. And he was asking for a tiny amount of money. It's kind of, it, it's weird. It doesn't add up. I don't know. There was one where it said $5,000 and he wanted two months off work. No, that was £5,000. Okay. Um, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Uh, <laughs> it was it all sort of they all merged, merged together. together well, exactly, a, because all the graphics are. Because you, all, you look at They all the, looked identical. Exactly. That's because they all use the stock graphics from RPG Maker. I know, it's just lazy. There was Concordia, that's £350 he wants. Um, and the screenshots of that weren't screenshots. He'd actually just taken photographs <laughs> yeah. of his monitors and cropped them. <laughs> I I don't trust <laughs> someone with money who can't even do <laughs> a fucking that screenshot. Almost, that almost reminds me of Soz at uh, uh, GDC. He was going around asking people if they wanted to see a screenshot of his game. People said, yeah, he pulled out a photograph of <laughs> Which I <laughs> thought was hilarious. Which I think was a deliberate thing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Whereas this person just appears to be incompetent. Um, that person is also from England, I'm proud to say. Um, and the last one's called Delice Quest, like police, but with a D. And he want, yeah, he said he wanted $5,000, sort of pounds, so he could take two months off work and feed his family. And yeah. the thing is, I... Well, what job does he do that lets him take two months off work? Well, here's the thing. I I don't... From looking at this game, he doesn't look like someone who could hold down a job that was paying £2,500 a month previously. <laughs> um, it was just crappy dialogue. Um, the backgrounds for all the fights were not aligned to the character, so everyone was kind of sort of floating over the walls. Just looked like shit. Yeah. Um, uh, I... I, I I just don't understand how people seem to think that the world owes them money to make crappy games. You know, make your crappy games for free and release them and no one can give a shit. Don't don't ask for £5,000 to make something that that furthers the artistic endeavours of video games. Nothing. Sets it back, if anything. I just, yeah, but 
I think a lot of those are probably like desperate clawings that a dream that they can make a game and like get money for doing it and stuff. So it's just like they don't lose anything for putting a Kickstarter out there. So they feel, oh, I'm, if I put it out, I might get enough money to live off and stuff. And I, that's I, why people do it. I mean, I guess. I mean, I guess it is part naivety, but I just think. I mean, if you're you're savvy enough to know about Kickstarter, then I think a lot of people know what Kickstarter is. Right, I know, but that I think. Oh, knowing, clearly. Yeah, exactly. Knowing what Kickstarter is kind of indicates a, a level of knowledge about the internet and how the internet works and how our video games work mm. that you would think would make you realise, no, this isn't for me. This is for people who have actual things of worth that that uh, you know that that should exist. Yeah, but they and think their things are of worth. What was the the collectathon one that was on shit stuff? Oh yeah, sorry. Did yes. we talk about that one? No, I didn't mention that one. Because that, that guy clearly thinks that he was making a good game, but it looked terrible. Yeah, that one is called um, Distro's Horizons versus Galaximo's Army. I mean, that says it all. Yeah, well, I think I think we've actually run out of non-shit names for games, probably. Um, and uh, yeah, the Kings uh, trademarked all the other words. So, uh, yeah. To be honest, I ran out of good names for games years ago. That's true. <laughs> you had to get little girls to give you one, yeah. like Gamora. Yeah. Um, but that was just a game where it's literally it was about collecting, not killing like all those other bad games. Boohoo, bad games with killing. We talked for about two minutes about shooting. Yeah. And how shooting in games is bad. The video has actually changed on the Kickstarter because it's all game footage, whereas previously it was it was um it was a, a camcorder footage of him standing against a wall. And but his at no point did he move. He didn't need to move in this video, but for some reason it just said, Oh, uh, other person, can you hold the camera? like very unsteadily for the entire <laughs> thing as opposed to like piling up some books and just balancing on it so that it was just the wonkiest shittiest unprofessional looking video but now it's all against uh, a wonky shitty unprofessional looking game instead yeah and the collecting didn't seem that difficult it was just lines and lines of, of coins yeah and the, the, it, and when you picked them up they just disappeared there was no like pling or anything pleasing about what was happening maybe that's what the money's up. for the pling yeah that's it he's got to buy some pings <laughs> Some particles. <laughs> then particles don't come cheap. Go through all that fucking oh, yeah. tinsel. Um, yeah. It, maybe maybe he's going to get his money from the bank and like get all the pound coins or whatever. He's going to scan into, each one in individually. That's it. He was going to poke them into his PC <laughs> until it crashed. Yeah. <laughs> Put them all in the disk drives. Yeah. So, I mean, that, I mean yeah, that, that was a really utterly unimaginative game. Oh, where should we set? We'll set it in a snow world. Yeah, that hasn't been done before. Just really kind of tedious ass... But, you know, they seem technically competent, There's... apart from the fact that the, the main character appears to walk like he shat himself, or he's basically really turtling and not wanting to let it out. Yeah. If you look. I don't understand the, uh, the thing with games where people just put in collectibles, specifically coins, yeah. just because Mario did it. And they don't, maybe they don't even realise they do it, but it's just like, oh, we'll put some collectible but, coins in. Well, that's it, but he's, that's the be-all and end-all of the gameplay, it seems. Yeah. It's it's literally but, about collecting. In, in Mario, the coins were there to show people where to jump so they would learn how to play. Like, mm. imagine a world where you, 2D platformers didn't exist and then you suddenly played a 2D platformer. It's a weird thing to think about. How would you adapt to that? So they had the coins to jump in. But, like, putting them in any game for n- no reason yeah. is just pointless. So you're just following a line of coins... At a very slow pace. If the movement yeah. just looked fun, it'd be and, it, okay. and it didn't. It was just easy. But also, but, for some reason, he had a sword, and it was called Versus Galaximo's Army, and at no point in the demo did you see anything approaching combat. Well, you were collecting enough money for the army, I imagine. That's it. You have to hire an army to fight <laughs> against you. It was just tedious shit. Yep. 
pretty much. So, yeah. Right, okay. Well, that's pretty much it, I think. Um, the only thing to say is that... Po- Speaking Dave, of tedious shit. Yeah. Dave uh, won't be here next month because he's going to GDC Hooray. for two weeks. Um, plus, uh, he's taking his wife on holiday, I believe, or something like that. Something like that, yeah. Something like that. Um, and I won't say what I said earlier. <laughs> um, I'm not going to say your finger Don't banging worry. her for a weekend. <laughs> Don't worry, she doesn't that's listen to it anyway. <laughs> um, so, but, but Dave's busy. But the nice thing is that I believe a certain game called Dark Souls 2 comes out next month. So me and me and Mark are going to play the <laughs> shit out of that and then just do a, a podcast that's all about Dark Souls 2 whilst Dave is safely not here. That's if you can prize yourselves away from it. Uh, we can play it while we talk and just yeah. and you'll just hear like people going, oh, for fuck's sake, for an hour. <laughs> and that'll be it. I would listen to that, but then I have very low standards. <laughs> Um, so I've only yeah. had cameras or something. We should like just record playthroughs of Dark Souls. Actually, what we should actually have done now. This was a, a terrible idea. If we get two PlayStations next to each other and two PCs or or whatever, and we both play it simultaneously and like summoned into the other person's world and try and play through like as much of the game as possible whilst recording our reactions, that'd be fun. For us, no one else, no I'm one would. So like to glad I'm to. not here next month. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna make you listen to it. <laughs> Because you have to upload it. I'll, t- I'll, I'll say that somewhere in here is some child porn that you need to delete. <laughs> so you have to listen to it. Audio <laughs> child <laughs> porn. <laughs> That's it. It'll ju- I'll just, I'll pay like an actor who can do like a child's voice. <laughs> oh, don't touch me there. Like that. And oh you'll God. have to cut that out. Otherwise you're going to jail because it's on your web space. You're the editor though. <laughs> Surely this would fall on you. But we just, we want to get in to listen to the podcast. Just go with this. Um, yeah, right, okay. I think that's about it then, isn't it? Oh, let's see how long we did. Hang on. Uh, oh, we kept it down to an hour today. That's good. Cool. Right, okay. Um, bye. Right. Bye. Bye. Yeah.